because there's still a lot of discovery that needs to happen, right? So we take messy action, we gather feedback, what worked, what didn't, we refine our process, what am I gonna do differently the next time, and then we repeat. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. up, babe? Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast. I'm so pumped that you are here with me today. Thank you so much for being a part of the community. And I'm excited to chat with you today on all things confidence. So confidence is something that everyone wants more of. It seems to be this ever eluding thing in our life. But when it comes down to it, we all have access to the same tools and resources and roadmap to build confidence in our relationships, in our business, the way we grow our social medias, all of the above. And when I'm doing my private mentorship calls or I'm working with my network marketers in my Ignite Academy, the number one thing that comes up is imposter syndrome and fear around showing up and this lack of just confidence and belief that these women can do the thing that they really want to do, right? So I want to share with you today a little bit of perspective on what it looks like to really build confidence whenever you're starting something new. And I'm not just speaking to you network marketers. I know there are a lot of you out there that struggle with this. I'm speaking to anybody out there that has had a big goal or a dream or this vision or this idea that's been placed on them for something different in their life. I mean, this is literally the foundation of this podcast about living a boldly courageous life. And that takes confidence. And that's not always easy. And time after time, I speak to women that have these great ideas and they they end up quitting on their dreams because they lack confidence or they don't necessarily get the feedback or the results that they were hoping for. And they sit paralyzed in fear. Can you relate to that? I know I can. I remember, I mean, even with this podcast, you know, I purchased all of my audio equipment back in 2018. And it wasn't until the end of 2019 that I actually hit record. And I was sitting in a lot of resistance, which is a part of the process when it comes to building confidence. And as I look back over anything I've achieved, what I've started to recognize is this pattern. So I'm going to take you through the roadmap to building confidence. Now, this is something that I've spoken out quite a bit about on my social media platforms. And my business partner, Sandy Vo, and I have talked about a lot in Ladies Aligned. So this isn't new information, but I want to give it to you today in a way that maybe will hit home and feel more relatable to where you're at, especially right now when we're in an environment where so many of us are being called forward to share our gifts, to use our voice. And you might be sitting in a place of 
discomfort, and this is actually the beginning of how to build confidence, right? So you might be sitting in a place of discomfort because you have checked all the boxes in life. You feel like you have maybe achieved all the things you wanted to achieve, but you're still not fulfilled. And you're sitting in this place of pain, knowing that there's something bigger for you out there. There's something that you really want to do or that you want to say, or maybe again, like maybe you've just started in network marketing and you have this really big vision for the team that you want to build and the rank that you want to hit and the money that you want to earn. And you're sitting in discomfort right now in your life because you feel unfulfilled. You are living paycheck to paycheck. You are so tired of the negativity and the mundane and the every single day. And you know that there's something bigger for you. And if you don't take action, you will literally feel your soul dying day by day because the old way of doing things just doesn't work for you anymore. And you literally cannot wake up one more day doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. So when it comes to building confidence, this is typically the place that we start right? It's this desire to want to change something in our life, whether it's a relationship, it's a job, it's starting our business, it's joining network marketing, it's starting a podcast or a blog, whatever it is, you're sitting in this discomfort and you get this gut hit, this idea or this thing that gets downloaded into your body, into your DNA, every cell of your body gives you this, hell yes, this is the thing that I need to do. So again, that could be someone introducing you to the idea of network marketing and you see a completely different vision for yourself and you say, okay, this is the thing that my soul is telling me to do. And if I don't do it, I am going to continually sit here, right? So you get this gut hit and it's exciting. The idea of a new life or an idea of taking this first step of, you know, uh, creating a brand new YouTube account and documenting your fitness journey or, you know, starting your own coaching business and, and teaching people how to live like an empowered life or revamping your, your um, resume and actually applying for the job that you want, right? So you, you get this like visceral, hell yes, excited feeling of, yes, this is the thing, okay? What immediately happens after that? is our ego comes in and the fear and the doubt and the imposter syndrome and all of the things come in. And it usually sounds like this. Okay, I'm going to join this network marketing company. This is going to be so exciting. Or I'm going to start my own coaching business. Yes. And then immediately your ego goes, but who do you think you are? Like, there's no way you'll ever hit that rank. There's no way that people are actually going to pay you. Like, why would they pay you? There's so many other people out there that are far more credible than you. I mean, even when I started this podcast, I'm like, okay, so who's going to listen? Like my mom and like 10 other of my closest friends. I mean, that's great, but there's so many other podcasters out there that have already been there, done that. Like, why is this message even going to matter? So we get stuck in the resistance. We get stuck in this fear and resistance cycle of talking ourselves out of the thing that our soul wants us to do. So this is typically where the ego comes in. The ego is designed to keep us safe. And what feels safe is our everyday life. 
even though it's causing us pain, even though we might be suffering on a soul level, our ego likes predictability. It likes the idea of safety and doesn't want to rock the boat, doesn't want to put itself out there, doesn't want to experience fear of rejection or fear of judgment. And so we can sit in this place of fear and resistance for a long, long time. And this is really uncomfortable. Like this is the place where we continually perpetuate the feeling of being unfulfilled. We feel unhappy. We get jealous of other people. We watch everyone else go out and do the thing that we want to do. And then we feel really crappy about it because we're not actually doing the thing that we want to do. So that might look like seeing your bestie get into an amazing relationship with an amazing guy. And every time she is sharing how awesome it is, you're secretly like mad about it, right? Or maybe you wanted to write your own book and you see somebody else going out and writing the exact same book that you want to write. And you're like, great. Now somebody else is taking my idea. So if I go do it, then it's going to look like I'm copying them, even though I've had this idea forever, right? So these are all the thoughts and things that come up in in our life. And so that's fear. That's the judgment phase. And this is pretty much where most people stay. Most dreams die here. They get put up on a shelf and we actually rob the world of our gifts because we stay stuck in this phase. Like we haven't even tried yet and we've already quit, right? (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've sat in this space of quitting before I even tried. And just sitting in all of the what if it doesn't work scenarios, right? So then we move into resistance. Okay, we've gotten past the fear. We are so sick and tired of like watching everybody else do the thing that we want to do. And our soul is literally like begging us to just take the first step. So we decide, okay, this is the thing I'm going to do. But we sit in resistance. So resistance can look like a lot of different things. For me, resistance looks like being really busy and saying yes to a lot of things that don't actually help me get closer to the thing that I want. And as a result, I don't have any time or energy, keyword energy, to actually do the thing that I want to do. And I want to dive into this energetic piece for a second. So Your energy is literally your number one priority. If you don't have energy, it makes it really difficult for you to do the hard things because hard things require energy, (laughs) literally. Like this is business 101. When it comes to planning your calendar, maybe I'll do a whole nother podcast episode on this, but like when it comes to your day, if you're not doing the hard things first and you save them for the end of the day, and then you don't have any energy, there's no way you're going to do the hard thing because your willpower is already depleted. So resistance can look like being so energetically depleted because you're saying yes to so many other things that drain your energy that you just don't have the capacity to do the hard stuff, (laughs) right? So resistance can show up as being really busy, but not productive. And again, this is something that your ego loves. Your ego loves to be busy because it's like, oh, look, I'm doing a lot of stuff, but it's actually not things that are moving the needle. So saying yes to um, like extracurricular activities, saying yes to helping people that you really don't feel like helping. Um, Self-sabotage is another big one. So like purposefully 
picking a fight with someone in your life or your family, getting involved in drama, sticking your nose in other people's business and getting involved in it, and just energetically moving your energetically putting your focus and attention on things outside of what the goal really is here. And it's just a place, again, where you feel like you're moving up against a brick wall because you're sitting in fear. And resistance is something that once you acknowledge it, once you know what your resistance like mechanisms are, it becomes a lot easier to move through it. So this is a really great exercise that I love to do with my clients. I do it with myself is anytime I'm setting a new goal, I know I'm going to move through this, this confidence process, right? So the new goal usually comes because I'm ready for the next level. There's areas in my life that maybe I feel unfulfilled in or I want or desire something more. So I set this new goal, I get an idea, and then I will sit in massive resistance around it. And I know what my resistance mechanisms are. So it's going to be depleting my energy. It's going to be making myself super busy. It's going to be imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs and not actually doing the work around it. So if I know that those are sort of my resistance mechanisms, then I can start to put in place tools and resources to help me navigate that when it comes to setting my next goal. So for example, it might be setting more clear boundaries whenever it comes to my next goal so that I'm not saying yes to a lot of things. It might be enacting a 24-hour response time to any requests of me when it comes to my time and my energy if I know that I have a big goal. So for example, if a friend says, hey, I'm moving next week and I'd love to borrow your car. Can you help me? My response would be, can I get back to you in 24 hours? I really need to sit with this and make sure that I'm energetically available for it. And then I can really sit in and decide like, is this going to be a good use of my time for where I'm at right now and the goals that I have? If you go back to the first um, guest episode that I did on the podcast, it was with Lori Harder. She actually talks about when you're building your dreams, how easy the, um, like saying yes can become a drug. Like you can get addicted to saying yes to things. I am definitely one of those people, especially when it comes to not wanting to put my energy into things that scare me. So if I know that and I have awareness around it, I can put a plan in place to help mitigate the pain and frustration of resistance and I can actually come out of it with more success. So a really good exercise for you to do is start to look at the ways in which you have resisted things in the past when it comes to setting goals or moving through confidence and fear and figure out for yourself what your like compensatory strategies are when it comes to getting in resistance or getting into action and then come up with a plan so that the next time you have a big goal that you want to set and you're sitting in fear and you're sitting in resistance, you know how to navigate through it a little bit quickly because it's never going to go away, right? New level, new devil. Anytime you are up leveling in your life, your business, your relationships, you're always going to face these same things, but having the tools and the awareness will allow you to move through it a little bit faster. 
Okay. So once you come out on the other side of resistance, you make a decision to actually take action. And let me tell you, when it comes to taking action, it feels hella scary and it feels hella messy. So this is what I would call messy action. It's just saying, fuck it, I'm going to press record or screw it, I'm going to go for it. Or you know what, I'm just going to dive in head first and I'm going to just do the thing. And it's going to feel wildly uncomfortable. You are going to feel naked, most likely. You are going to probably feel sick in your stomach or have a physical experience. And there's definitely a hangover effect that happens after you take really messy action. So some examples of what messy action might look like. Um, Recording your first three podcast episodes and realizing that none of them saved. Hi, that happened to me. Um, (laughs) That's real life, right? That was messy action. Or getting on an Instagram live for the first time or recording your first IGTV and just posting it and closing your eyes and feeling sick to your stomach because you shared a story that nobody's ever heard before. And it was really bold and it was super courageous and you put yourself out there despite the reality that you might get some hate or lose some followers or it might spark some controversy or lead you to some difficult conversations. Messy action might look like hosting your first virtual online party in your network marketing business or picking up the phone and calling that very first person that you want to recruit into your business. Man, when I think back to my network marketing journey, like I think about the very first person I reached out to, thankfully she actually ended up saying yes, but I was literally sweating. My heart was pounding when I sent that message. It was a Facebook message about inviting her to learn more about the team that I was growing and she didn't respond. And then I was like, oh my God, she saw my message, but she didn't respond. And I played all these stories in my head about what she was thinking about me. And it just didn't feel good. Honestly, it did not feel good. And messy action is literally the first step to building confidence because here's what happens. You do the thing, right? You host your first masterclass. You reach out to the first person that you want to recruit into your network marketing business. You record your first podcast episode. You go on your first interview for the new career that you want or even do your very first sales call to bring someone like you you do your very first um or even your very first sales call to sign your first client, to actually get someone to pay you, right? It feels messy. It feels unorganized. You feel sick to your stomach. You judge yourself. And the imposter syndrome and the fear and the resistance can actually kick back in. And you can say, well, I don't want to do that again because that didn't work. But here's what happens. You do all that. And then you realize, okay, I didn't actually die. Nobody called me out. Actually, maybe I didn't even get the response that I thought I was going to get. Like, actually, I thought more people would comment and they didn't. So you start going, huh. And it gives you an opportunity to really examine all of the beliefs that were coming up around the action that you took. Was it really necessary for me to sit in resistance that long? Was it really necessary for me to sit in fear that long? So we take messy action and we realize that. It actually wasn't that bad. Maybe I actually enjoyed it. There's that, right? Maybe I actually liked it. 
And what would it look like if I were to do it again? Okay. So quick story. I remember this feeling when I ran my first marathon. I, it was back in 20, uh, 2008. I was living in Dallas, Texas at the time. I didn't know anybody. And I really wanted to meet some new people. I had always had it on uh, my bucket list to run a marathon. And I decided to join an organization called Team in Training, which raises money for leukemia and lymphoma research. Now, this was really important to me because my older sister, Jennifer, had passed away from leukemia. And I really wanted to anchor in something that would help me stick to this goal that really meant something to me. And I wanted to give back and team and training just seemed like the best way to do that. And like carrying my sister's memory with me and doing something in her honor. Right. So every week I would, you know, go do my long runs and they always sucked, but every single time I'm like, okay, it actually wasn't that bad. And you slowly start to add miles on. Like you don't go out on your first training day running 26 miles. I ran two miles. And I was like, okay, I'm sore. That was hard, but I didn't die. And I think I could do it again. And one day you wake up and you're running 15 miles on a long run. And it's actually not that bad. In the moment, there are things that really suck and it hurts and it's painful. And you're like wishing you could stop, but then you anchor into your purpose and your why. And when you're done, you feel accomplished and you reevaluate. Okay, what did I do well? What can I do differently? And how can I make my next run even better? So I ran my first marathon and by mile 17, I was really doubting myself and thinking, I will never do this again. This was the dumbest idea ever. I'm glad I did it, but I can't wait for this to be over. I will never do this again. And about 15 minutes after I crossed the finish line, I naturally started to reevaluate the whole process. Okay. I kind of want to do this again. I literally could not even believe that these thoughts were going in my head. And I was thinking to myself, okay, the next time I do a marathon, here's how I'm going to train differently. Here's what I would do differently on race day. Here's how I'd prepare differently. I literally could not even believe the thoughts that were running through my head. And I ended up running another marathon after that. It was my last marathon. But this is what happens when we take messy action in the midst of it. We're going, oh my God, this sucks. I'm terrible at this. I never want to do this again. But after it's over, we start to evaluate and we gather feedback. So now we've moved from the messy action phase and we're going into the feedback phase. And we start to evaluate what worked well, what felt good, where are there areas of opportunity for me to grow and do this better the next time? And what is the feedback that I'm receiving? out in the world. So it might be like if you're recruiting somebody into your network marketing business, how did the conversation go? How did you feel? How did they respond to your questions? And what was the result? What was the actual result you got? Did they join your team? Did they say no? Was it wishy-washy? Is there an opportunity for feedback from a coach or mentor? You know, how did your first sales call go? Did you record it? Can you listen back to it? Do you have someone that you can bounce ideas off of? So there's an opportunity for you to really gather feedback and get really clear on how can I move forward from this and do it again? Because confidence doesn't just show up. Confidence literally comes in the process of doing things over and over and over again until we move the finish line. Like the edge that we're up against 
feels less and less challenging, feels less and less scary, and becomes more and more like second nature. And so once we move from this feedback area, like we've gathered feedback, we decide, okay, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to give it a second shot. I'm going to reach out and try and recruit another person into my network marketing team, or I'm going to have another sales call, or I'm going to go in another interview, or I'm going to record another podcast episode or write another blog post, whatever it is, right? So we, we take our messy action, we gather feedback, and then we refine our process. So what would I do differently? Okay, I'm going to record my next podcast episode. I'm going to make sure that my microphone settings are like this. I'm going to make sure that I have this type of audio. I'm going to have notes prepared, right? So we're refining our process and then we repeat the whole thing all over again. We take messy action again. It feels slightly better than it did the first time, but it still doesn't feel good. We're still not showing up 100% confident because there's still a lot of discovery that needs to happen, right? So we take messy action. We gather feedback, what worked, what didn't. We refine our process. What am I going to do differently the next time? And then we repeat. Messy action, gather feedback, refine our process, repeat. And we keep doing this pattern over and over and over again, each time building a little bit more confidence that we're getting closer and closer to the result that we actually want. And this can take a couple of days, a couple of months, a couple of years, right? There's no end goal or end point that you reach when it comes to building confidence. Because what happens is you will master the skill or the thing that once felt scary. And once you do that, you will end up back in a place of discomfort because the things that you've achieved feel really good and you can celebrate that, but then something else comes up new level, new devil. Okay. I've reached this point of being able to crush it on IGTV. I'm getting great engagement. I love my content, but I'm ready for more, you know, so maybe you're a social media influencer and you're killing it on your Instagram stories and you're killing it on your IGTV, but maybe the next thing is I want to do live interviews. Like I actually want to do a podcast. Well, that feels scary because that's a whole new ball of wax, right? Like I'm changing the rules here, but where I'm at right now, it doesn't feel like my voice is big enough. Like I like my platform, but I'm ready for the next thing. So you get into this space of discomfort where I'm not reaching my full potential. And you get this idea to start a podcast and do live interviews. Or if it's in network marketing, maybe it's speaking on public stages, right? Maybe you're a master recruiter and you've gotten to the point where your team is awesome and you feel really good, but you're like, you know what? I have a bigger message. And it actually want to be seen as a leader in a bigger way. And so the next edge for you is public speaking, is, you know, hosting big events with two or 3,000 people, getting on a stage and speaking in front of 20,000 people at your national sales conference, right? Oh my God, that's the next edge for you. So you get into this place of massive discomfort because you know your soul wants something bigger and it's saying, okay, you've mastered this thing. You're confident you can check that box, but what's the next thing? And that idea comes to you and then you sit in fear and resistance around it and your palms start to sweat and you get sick to your stomach and you're in the bathroom all the time and you keep seeing signs that this is for you. And then you decide, okay, I'm going to take some action and you take messy action and you get on your first stage and you forget half the things you were supposed to say and you sweat through your outfit and you 
maybe say something you weren't supposed to. And you're like, oh my God. And you get off stage and you realize I actually loved that. And as scary as it was, like, I can't wait to do it again. Give me a microphone, right? (laughs) This was my experience in network marketing, by the way. I could not wait to get on a stage. Like, give me a mic and let me speak. But I remember the first couple of times, man, I, I couldn't eat. My stomach was in knots and my mouth went dry and I was so nervous. But again, like messy action, gather feedback, refine, repeat. So this has literally been my North Star when it comes to doing the scary stuff and showing up in my business on social media, in my life with confidence. Now that I have this awareness of this process and how confidence is built, it actually makes it a little bit more easy and a little bit more manageable to do the scary things because I can start to recognize where I'm at in the process and I can put in place the tools and the resources and the people and the conversations and the awareness that I need to actually move through it a little bit quicker every single time. And so this is what really helps you to start compressing time when it comes to reaching your goals. So the last solo podcast episode I did, I talked about the three versions of us that we have. It's our past self, our current self, and our future self, right? So when you can go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, but um, when you can anchor into who your future self is, and then you can apply that to this confidence roadmap, man, things happen fast, really, really fast. And you can get to the place that you want to grow to so much more quickly without actually quitting. Because the last thing I want for you and the world needs is you giving up before you've even started. Like think of some of the influencers, the product creators, the thought leaders that you follow that have impacted your life in such a massive way. Like I can think of so many of them right now. Like I would be at a massive disservice. We all would be at a massive disservice if that person got stuck in the fear and resistance portion of the confidence roadmap and never actually allowed their dreams to get off the shelf. If they never took the messy action and made the mistakes we wouldn't be able to experience their gifts and they would be robbing us of joy, right? So don't rob people of your message. Like the world needs to hear it. You are unique. You are special. You have something in you that was placed on you and your heart for a reason. It doesn't matter if somebody else is doing it. They're not doing it like you would. Your uniqueness is your superpower. So the only thing that's keeping you stuck is you. So I hope this message resonates with you, please start taking messy action today to build confidence. This is truly what it looks like to live a boldly courageous life. This is the secret sauce. This is literally the secret sauce to living a boldly courageous life. And it is my mission to help more and more people wake up to their own gifts and start taking messy action despite a fear and building confidence so that we can all benefit from that. So I love you. I'm sending you all the good vibes. Tag me on Instagram if you love this episode. Share it with your friends so that more people can learn how to build confidence and share their gifts as well. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful 
for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.